What is the creepiest true story someone has ever told you? Story 1. Way back in 5th grade or so, I discovered a glorious Pokemon themed chat room through the wonders of Yahoo. Within this chat room, there were maybe 15 regulars, generally between the ages of 12 and 16 or so, and we had a great time roleplaying various anime characters and storylines. Anyway, I got to know a few people from there well enough to chat with them on AIM or by phone and a few of those friendships lasted a good 4 or 5 years. One of these guys was a little eccentric he loved creature monster models and stories, stuff like Godzilla, Spawn, whatever. He believed in things like chupacabras, which I thought was silly, but didn't really care, and he lived out in the boonies in some midwestern state, which all seemed like hick land, to my young west coast mind. After getting to know him pretty well and having a good 100 hours of phone conversations over the years, he finally revealed this lovely story. He told me that sometimes he would black out and wake up to discover that he had, or was still in the process of, hurting or torturing animals and children. He had quite a few cousins and neighbor kids who lived nearby, and apparently had killed some animals. When he revealed this to me, I felt sick inside I love animals, and this information chilled me to the bone. It was really hard for him to tell me this and he confided that I was one of the only people he had ever been able to tell. Then, it got weirder. Someone in his family, or maybe a family friend, decided that he must be possessed by a demon, and that they had to perform an exorcism. They did it at night of course, in a dark room lit by candles, and he tied to the bed because they didn't know how the demon would react. He was choking up as he described this part, I could hear his voice quivering because he was so emotional and terrified at this part of the story. He described a pretty creepy process, but the worst part was the end. He said they heard something hit the floor under the bed when the demon left his body, and then something scrabbled across the floor and out of the room in the darkness leaving claw marks in the wood floor. He was totally and completely serious about this, and how it cured him and he didn't hurt things anymore. I, as any sane person would do, noped right the fuck out of that situation. Story 2. My grandmother's entire life she had a recurring nightmare. In this nightmare, she would be walking down a long dark hallway, turn to the left, open the door, and see something terrible. She'd always wake up before seeing what it was. In her 40s, she, her husband, my dad, and my aunt were on vacation. They booked the hotel at the last minute, so they ended up having to get two rooms with two twin beds on opposite sides of the floor. My dad wakes up around 3am and can automatically tell something's not right. He calls out in the darkness dad. No response. He turns on the bedside light. Dad he says, a little louder this time. Still no response. Getting worried. He slides out of bed and shakes his father. He doesn't wake up. My dad ran down the hotel hallway to my grandma's room and started banging on the door. My grandma worriedly opens the door, and my dad shouts something's wrong with dad. He leads her down the hallway, a long hallway, to the last door on the left. My grandmother reaches the door, turns to left, and sees her husband dead in bed. Heart attack. She never had the dream again. Story 3. One of my friends had a job in the hospital looking after patients, making beds etc. I heard he randomly quit his job, wouldn't talk to anyone about it. I bring some beers over to his house and try to see if I can get him talking. He is a total emotional wreck. Finally get him to talk and he says that he was working one night in the hospital when he heard a nurse shouting for help because someone was going into cardiac arrest. 
So he runs down a hallway and some man runs towards him. They almost bump into each other and the man shouts where's the exit. My friend points to the exit then runs into the room with the man going into cardiac arrest only to see it's the exact same person who ran past him in the hallway. He died in front of his eyes. Story 4. When I was around 7 my grandmother took care of a baby whose mother was an alcoholic and drug addict. This woman would bring her child, let's call him John, to my grandmother's house and leave him there for months at a time. Needless to say our family became very attached and thought of him as part of the family. His mother came to get him one night and her drunk boyfriend flips the car. John was in a coma for about 3 or 4 days. One night my older brother wakes everyone in the house up screaming and crying saying that John is dead. Once my parents get him calmed down, he tells them that John came into his room crying, saying that he has to leave but he is scared and wants my brother to come with him. While my parents are trying to convince my brother that it was just a dream, the phone rings and it is my uncle calling from the hospital to inform us that John had died. This happened over 30 years ago but I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Story 5. I live near a camp that I used to attend as a child. When I was 7, there was a counselor at the camp who was Russian. The camp has a very large staff exchange program with many different countries, and very weird at that. Counselors said he was incredibly fast, and during staff only campfires he would catch, skin, and eat live rabbits. He could do this crazy, sleeper hold move. It essentially was a strangling move that knocked you out for a few seconds. You came to and were fine a minute later. I saw him do it on a counselor once. The guy was out for about 10 seconds. He was forbidden to do it after that. However, kids got curious and started asking him to do the move. He would do it in secret, but he would increase the severity of his holes which would in turn keep the kid knocked out for a longer period of time. One day, a camper went missing. He wasn't in his bunk, despite going to bed with his cabin that night. They did a camp-wide search, keeping us all on the soccer field for about two hours. The counselors had to start searching the water. They found his body under the sailing dock, completely out cold, edit, he was alive, but very unconscious. He had the strangle marks around his neck, everyone knew who it was. They arrested the Russian guy, and deported him back to Russia. Turns out they never even sent an exchange counselor. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. Story 6. My 4 year old daughter was supposedly asleep when I heard noise coming from her upstairs bedroom. I tried to listen but could not make out what was being said. I approached the room, and she stopped talking. Thinking I alarmed her I went into the room. At the time she was sharing it with her 3 year old sister. I walked in and saw the 4 year old sitting up in bed. I smiled and said is everything okay? She said fine, but her sister said they were keeping her up. I asked who my 4 year old said sorry but that she was talking. When I asked her who she was talking to, my 3 year old sat up and said the girl in the window. She said you were coming. After I shit a brick. I asked who the girl was and they both said a girl comes and stands in front of the window at night and talks to them. Not knowing what to say, I said okay tucked them in and hung around outside their door. The next day I asked about the girl they said she came back but was mad. I waited a few days and asked again. My 4 year old said the girl in the window was still mad. I forgot about it for about a week. When my wife said, who are the girls talking to upstairs? Freaked out I ran upstairs and both girls were sitting under the window looking up. They turned and looked at me and asked if I wanted to meet the girl. When they turned around, 
Disappointed, they said the girl left. It has been about 5 years since and I have not heard about the girl in the window since then. Story 7. When I was about 11 some friends and I were having a slumber party and we all snuck out of the house in the middle of the night and went to a park about half a block away. We had been there at least an hour or so when I thought I saw a large shadowy figure about 100 feet away, lurking in the shadows under some trees. We all turned to look and stared in the shadows direction for about 5 minutes trying to make it out. Right about when we had decided we were seeing things, the figure started running at us at top speed. We jumped up and ran back to the house as fast as we could go and locked the door. We could hear someone moving around the outside of the house and then it began tapping on the windows. We couldn't wake anyone up since we would have had to admit we had snuck out. We spent the night huddled together in the middle of the living room, waiting to be murdered. Luckily we weren't. Story 8. Up until I was about 6 or 7. I kept having strange dreams. It was kind of like a TV show. I'd watch this woman's life play out in a series of events. I didn't even know who the lady was I kept seeing in my dreams. Most of it was random stories like her coming home from work one day to find out her oldest daughter had locked her sister out of the house naked. I had dreams of watching this woman beat her children. I watched this woman and her boyfriend get into drugs. I watched them shoot up heroin before I even knew what it was. I even watched this woman die of AIDS in a hospital bed. None of it made sense to me until I even watched this woman's funeral. The last dream I ever had was the boyfriend rape the oldest daughter. Throughout that entire horrific scene, I could hear the woman's voice. Tell her I'm sorry. Please Vanessa, tell her I'm sorry. I should have listened. At this point I woke up majorly panicked, not just from what I had seen, but because this woman called out to me by name. So I finally go to my mum and I'm talking so fast, trying to get it all out, and my mum is just standing there with her jaw to the floor as I'm recalling my dreams, and her childhood memories. When I get to the apology, she started to sob uncontrollably. I want to note that my mother never told me anything about my grandma, or her childhood prior to these dreams. I had never even seen a photograph of her. Story 9. A friend of the famous told me a story of her good friend. A very beautiful teenage girl. She lived in the boonies and one night she was getting ready for bed when she glanced out the window and saw a red flicker. She moves closer to the window trying to figure out what she is looking at. Finally she turns off her light and looks out the window to see a man with a video camera in a tree a few feet away. When they arrested the guy they noticed that at the spot on the tree where he had placed his ladder, there were thick grooves, as though he'd been putting his ladder there for months. Story 10. This isn't a story someone told me, but it was a creepy experience nonetheless. Back in junior high, a girl brought a Ouija board to school. Look up how it works first if you've never heard of it before. Naturally, almost all of us thought it was complete BS, but a group of girls became obsessed with the thing throughout the day. Finally, I got tired of it and wanted to prove that it was nonsense, so I told them to guess my grandfather's first name something I knew none of them would know because they weren't close friends and my grandfather lived hundreds of miles away. They guessed correctly on the first try. It was a little unnerving. Story 11. My mum. Grandparents aunt and uncles and several of their neighbors all swear they saw a ufo hover over my grandparents house in the late 1960s they said it just hung over the backyard silently spinning expect for a faint whizzing sound for a minute or two with all sorts of colors in a ring 
My mum and grandma said they remember the television and radio in the living room turning on full blast, getting transmissions and broadcasts from other countries and other languages, and appliances in the kitchen were rattling. My uncle said it was hanging right outside his bedroom window on the top floor, and that he was too scared to move, just stood by his window, staring. Another time I'm pretty sure I saw a UFO with my mum behind our house about 10 years ago. Our backyard is basically a mile of farmland, and there was a bright, white light bouncing in the middle of the field and then it just shot up and was gone. Story 12. 10 years ago, about 2 years after my mother had died, my dad was getting remarried. Before my stepmom was going to officially move in, we had to clean out a lot of the house because we were consolidating two families worth of stuff. One morning while we were cleaning, my babysitter and I found a fancy mug of my mother's with the emblem of her college and accidentally left it in the upstairs office. My dad came home from work a few hours later, and suddenly the mug was downstairs in the kitchen on top of a sample of the wedding invitations. No one had touched it since the morning. We joked about the haunted mug for a while, how it was my mum giving her approval of the wedding. Nothing happened again for a bit until a little over a year after they were married. My stepmom had misplaced her car keys and spent half an hour searching every corner of the kitchen for them, which involved many laps around the island counter, which had been scoured thoroughly. However, on what must have been the 50th lap around, she saw that her keys had appeared on one of the corners, with the mug next to them. We put it on a high shelf and it hasn't moved since. Story 13. TL. Doctor friend told me her purple dinosaur came to life at night and watched her. Friend, explained to me why she took sleeping pills. Apparently when they lived in GA they bought an older house, rich family, very nice home, which had some character. She claimed to find some old purple dinosaur in the crawl space while her dad was fixing some plumbing. Played with the dino for a few weeks, always slept with it in her bed, among other toys. One day she woke up to it staring at her standing on her chest in a different molding position than when she had found it, or it had been the past few weeks. Set it aside then next three weeks, same thing. Didn't matter if she put it on the floor, in a drawer or anything. One day she locked it up. Couldn't sleep heard the drawer unlock, open and slam shut. Slight footsteps, and it was back on her chest. She was scared, so scared. She pretended to sleep while it shifted and sat on her chest, and watched her sleep. She told her mum the next day, her mum didn't believe her until she was allowed to lock the damn thing in their room. Same damn thing. They moved to another house, after other paranormal things started happening around the house. The Dino stayed at the original house, buried if I remember right for a year and a half. One day it appeared at their new house just standing like they found it on the kitchen counter. Got rid of it for good. I think they burned it, and ditched it in the river, never to be seen again. Friend has a repeating nightmare that goes away with the pills. She's older now, and can't drink because of said pills. Has made numerous emergency hospital trips to finding scratches on her body the hospital claims are from night terrors now. Maybe I'm just a freak about scary stories, or fucking toys that talk. But the seriousness on her face, and the tears that welled in her eyes, I was sold. Not sure if bullshit. But I believe, whether I want to or not, scary shit, kid you not, had trouble sleeping in her current house. Clarification, she was 13 when the Dino thing happened, she is 10 years older now. Story 14, 
When my cousin was around 7 years old his room was in the basement the basement level was half underground and half above ground. His room had a window and his bed was right next to the window. One night, out of the blue, he wakes up and opens his eyes and there's a man crouched right outside the window just staring at him. He didn't know what to do so he just froze for a second then turned over in bed and turned his back to the guy and eventually fell asleep. Why he didn't run screaming to his parents room is something I'll never understand. This went on for a while. On random nights the stranger would come and stare at him through the window. Sometimes he would actually tap on the glass with his finger. On the opposite wall of the window was a mirror. So one night when my cousin noticed the stranger was there, and he turned over in bed so as to not have to look at the guy, the stranger shined a flashlight and bounced the beam off the mirror to illuminate my cousin's face as if to say I can still see you. But the worst part was this. One night the stranger finally got bold and began to push on the window to see if it would open. But luckily the window was locked. To this day my cousin has no idea who the guy was or what he wanted, or what he would have done had the window been unlocked that night, and to this day he still has not told his parents about it. He's 31 now. Story 15. Hope this doesn't get buried. This one happened to my parents about 20 years ago now. Both of them were driving out to Death Valley to a hotel for a weekend in the winter time, and they had left late in the day and were going to arrive at the hotel at night. The hotel was about 30 minutes outside of the actual Death Valley town center, and when they finally found the place, it was completely abandoned. My mum gets spooked easily and didn't want to go and look, but my dad's into that sort of shit and got out of the car. Right after he walks around the back of the building to look around, a man approaches my mother's side of the car. He claims his motorcycle broke down, and that he delivers newspapers to Death Valley. My mum looks around sees no motorcycle anywhere, and this hotel had nothing near it, not one building. This guy was begging, begging my mum to come get the newspapers, and take them to a hotel in town, otherwise he'd lose his job. He had the stack in his hands, and wanted her to open the door so that he could give them to her. My mom's getting serious vibes from this guy now and refuses, locks all the doors and tells him to go away. He continues to beg. Finally my dad comes around the corner, and the guy panics a bit and just hands them over to my dad quickly and leaves. They drive off, and they spot the guy start walking off, into the desert. They finally get to the hotel to deliver the papers, and end up booking a room there. When they hand over the newspapers, the lady at the desk tells them they don't get any newspapers delivered to the hotel. My parents open up the stack and look at the front page. It's a newspaper from 1954. Story 16. Paranormal activity is weird to me. I disregard it all from a scientific standpoint but I have grown up in a house where I just can't explain the stuff that happened. So, I just try not to think about it, like how the universe has no edge. But anyway this house. So it was an old house in New Zealand. My family lived there for about 5 years and there were many haunty things that occurred during that time frame. We had the normal doors slamming when there was no breeze. Many times my sisters and I would hear footsteps from the hallway when there wasn't anyone there. One night my family was awoken by a smash. We all went to where we thought the source of the noise came from and found a vase smashed on the floor in the middle of the bathroom. It had been sitting on the windowsill above the sink and vanity where if it has just fallen would have smashed into the sink, but it had managed to bypass the sink and smash about 7 feet into the middle of the room. My mother often claimed to have woken up and felt someone breathing on her face. 
My biggest scare was when I woke up one night in my room. My bed was in the middle of the room. Now I could distinctly hear a man breathing heavily as if he was lying on the floor next to my bed. I was 7 years old and it was the most terrifying thing I had ever experienced. I had had a few asthma attacks previously and was trying to tell myself it was me breathing weird but after holding my breath for a long time I could still hear this guy breathing. I couldn't bring myself to look at the floor but luckily it was not between me and the door. It took me about 10 minutes to build the courage to get out of bed and run screaming and crying to my parents bedroom. I slept in my mum's bed that night. Story 17. My friend always said that weird things happened at her house like hearing footsteps on the steps and no one being there or hearing the sound of music coming from the attic. But I always thought she was just trying to freak me out. Then one night I'm staying the night at her house and it is pretty late so we close her bedroom door and turn on a small lamp she had that was next to the door. We are both just chilling on her bed talking when the door to her room flies open and knocks the lamp off the table. We could see into the hall and there was no one there and no footsteps of someone running away. But I bolt out the door. Because I'm convinced it is her brother, but he was in his room asleep with the door closed. We never heard anyone moving. We didn't sleep that night. Story 18. This actually happened to me, so I'm going to be a little vague for the sake of privacy. I have never been one to give much of a fuck about things, so I used to give hitchhikers and strangers rides if it looked like they could use it. One day, I'm in my driveway washing my car before I leave for class at college and I see a sketchy looking guy walking down my street. I don't live in the best neighborhood, and there are several bad neighborhoods pretty close by, so being wary isn't unwarranted. He was wearing weird clothes. They looked like cheap, badly cleaned dress clothes, a white button-up shirt, sleeves unbuttoned, black wrinkled slacks, and a scuffed, old battered black briefcase. He had a shaved head and looked scrawny, like he had been starving somewhere. When he got nearby, he asked if I could give him a lift, and I got a weird vibe from him, but I said sure. I asked where he needed to go. And he said somewhere vague and told me he would give me directions and it wasn't far. Asked me if I would stop at the local liquor store. I do. And he gets a beer and some cigarettes. And offers me both. But I decline. Then take him to his destination. On the way there he explained that today was his first day out of jail after having served 3 years. I didn't know what to say so I congratulated him and he thanked me and swigged on his beer. Destination was a well known hangout for gang members right on the edge of an especially bad neighborhood. I pull in, and drop him off, and he thanks me and leaves. Now, about 5 years later, I see him again. Same guy, impossible to mistake him. He still looked the same, only, like he had been fed better, less scrawny. He was on the witness stand at a murder trial. A murder that took place at the very place I dropped him off, about 3 weeks later. Chances are good that he stayed there from the time I dropped him off and never left. He testified against the people who did the murder. They were gang members. Part of a gang he was a member of before he went to jail. He has lived in hiding since the trial. The person murdered would have been a member of my family through marriage if he hadn't been murdered. He was the only person to testify against them. I had goosebumps during the entire trial the day he testified. Story 19. My friend's dad was checking up on his daughter late at night, seeing if she was asleep. When he poked his head through her door he saw that she was standing at the window looking out at the view. He said honey, are you okay why don't you go to bed and he hears a reply from under the bedsheet saying, Dad, 
I'm already in bed he looks over at the bed and there's his daughter. Looks back over at the window and no one's there. Story 20. When I was a kid, we moved into a new house. My earliest memory was that my brother's room was always cold but I never thought anything of it. When I got older, I moved into that room but it wasn't cold anymore. I asked my mum why the room was so cold and she told me that when we first moved in my sister actually took that room and she had a lot of nightmares and when she woke up there was bruises up her legs and stomach. My mum would also get nightmares of a woman telling her to leave the house. She did a ritual or something and everything stopped, including the room not being cold no more. A few years later, my sister was getting married. My grandma and three female cousins I never met before came to stay at our place. My mum told me that grandma did not like staying at our place cause she would always get sick when she visited. My three cousins stayed in my sister's room and after the second night they were here, they were really scared and said that someone was trying to open their door. They kept seeing the doorknob jiggle and when they opened it no one was there. They came to my room and asked if they can sleep in there and I thought they were trying to scare me but I played along. I slept on the floor and they took my bunk bed and suddenly I hear the washer turn on. The washer room was next to my room and I went out there and turned it off. Then I went back to my room and outside my door I hear chains dragging across the room but when I opened the door, no one was there. This really freaked me out because for all the years I lived here nothing ever happened. I eventually fell asleep. The next morning, I went to my sister room to check things out because I was curious. When I opened the door I saw two things that freaked me out. There was these faint black marks on the ceiling like footsteps and the windows was open. What's so scary about the window being opened? Someone installed the second glass of the windows wrong, so it could only be open from the outside. We lived on the second floor and it was impossible to open unless you had a ladder. It freaked me out for a while and when everyone left, nothing weird happened. I talked to my mum about it afterwards and she said that the house doesn't like new people and females. This explained why I never saw or experienced anything except for the cold room and why my grandma always got sick. After that, once in a while when I was sleeping, I would sometimes hear a baby crying. I assumed it was my neighbor's baby but never thought anything of it. When we moved out, my mum forced me to go say bye to all our neighbors even if I never talked to them. When I said bye to the family next door that had the baby crying, I asked how the baby was doing and they said they don't have a baby. About 7 years after I moved away from the house, I went back to visit. When I went to my room it had changed a lot and it was bigger. I asked the current owner about why it was bigger and they said that the closet that used to be in my room had a hidden space behind it, making the closet twice the size. I asked them if they found anything in there and they said no. I don't know if that had anything to do with all the weird stuff I saw but it was just another weird thing I learned about that house years later.